But their title is, Who is Taken? Who is Left? Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 10. Look what the writer of Second Peter says. Third chapter and the tenth verse. God said, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth and also in the works that are therein shall be burned up. The rapture is when the Lord returns to bring his children home. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 10 tells us the events that marks the beginning of the tribulation. You know, uh, a lot of people believe in a mid Crib. My Bible teaches me that God has not appointed his children under wrath. Uh, you know, but I've, I'm like everybody else. Uh, the brother over the Maysville, he found out that I believe us in the regular rapture, so he sent me a, uh, I think it's 35 page uh, essay of why I was wrong. I've read about 10 pages of it, and uh, I came to the conclusion that he was preaching his belief and not Bible. And it didn't bother me. You know, I mean, we all got our own belief. But uh, God has not appointed his children to wrath. And if, if the Lord came back this afternoon, if he came back right now, Every saved person would go through the roof of this church and never make a hole in it. I'm looking for that day. I'm looking for that day. I'm like you as parents. I want all my children saved, my grandchildren. But the only thing you can do is try to live right in front of them and to witness to them when they will allow it. The Lord is uh, coming. You know, Second Peter chapter three and, and verse ten. You know, uh, for the day of the Lord shall come as a thief. He's going to be here before you know it. Not prayer for you that everyone that's listening to me this morning that if Christ comes this afternoon that you'll go with him. If he comes right after the service I'll already announce there'll be no Facebook because I won't be here. And if you're saved you won't be here. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. That's a physical death. Christ would come. I remember 
can't remember whose pastor's wife that said it, but she always told her husband, said, you know, be sure your underwear are clean. You know, because if, if the Lord came, what you're wearing is not going up. The body is not going up. But your soul and spirit will go. God says in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3, God said, let no man deceive you by any means, for the day shall not come except there be a coming, a falling away. Reason number one, churches are not preaching the truth. I listened to a few skits of a black preacher. And I thought yesterday as I was listening to some of them, if he came to Kentucky and preached the way he preaches, they'd lynch him. Your kids don't belong to you, they belong to God. You got lynch children. And God has put the directions in the Bible how we ought to raise them. God's put in the Bible how we ought to be a good father and a good mother. God has put in the Bible what a pastor should be and should not be, what he should preach and what he should not preach. God tells us here, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there be Lest there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalted himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember, Ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? And now he know what withholdeth, or what keeps him from being revealed. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consumed with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all powers and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, notice, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. You in this building and the rapture take place this afternoon, you'll die and go to hell and you have nobody to blame but yourself. Christ came to die for sinners. You need to take your place as a sinner. You need to take your place as one that is against God and against God's kingdom. Baptists have became like politicians. 
They say what they think you want to hear. God's given us one book. We are to preach the book. God said in verse 11, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. God's word is clear. And yet our government is trying to make us, force us to recognize something that is from the middle of hell. What if your child was involved in that? I pray for them just like I do. Don't mean you're a bad parent. It means there's a bad society out there. There's a bad school system. A depraved school system. Politics are depraved. God said in verse 12, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. What about all these Baptists that didn't show up for church this morning? Not because they weren't sick, because they stayed out too late last night fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Wouldn't it be terrible that you are a child of God and, and the Lord came and he had to take you out of a bar room, a striptease joint, a massage parlor, Take you out when you're shooting yourself up? I don't think that God has to settle for what the devil thinks he's already got. I think the word of God, if we preach it, will sanctify the people. Set them apart. Not with self-righteousness. What we as Christians need to understand when we look in the mirror, the difference in you is Jesus, not you. Amen. So tired of those hypocritical Baptists. Well, I did it, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. God did it through you. Amen. You're saved this morning because God was good to you. Amen. He chose you. You didn't choose him. Come on, church. For the foundation of the world, God chose me. Wrote my name in the book of life. Started my life that I'd be born at a certain time. And I'd be born again at a certain time. Genesis 19, 18 through 22, the angel told Lot, I cannot do anything. No saved child of God will experience one moment of the tribulation period. Notice with me. In the book of Genesis. Genesis 19. 
when we look at verse 18, God said, And Lot said unto them, Oh, not so, my Lord. Behold now, thy servant have found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and I die. Behold now, the city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also. I will not overthrow this city for thee which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou be come thither. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zor. We cannot do anything. We cannot escape. When the rapture takes place, we will just be raptured up. The question then becomes who is taken and who is left. Jesus provides an answer to both of these questions by telling us to look back on the pattern he has given us and to look to the character of God. Matthew 24. Matthew the 24th chapter. As we turn here and we see Matthew 24 beginning with verse 36, God said, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but the Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also coming of the Son of Man be. Just for your own information, the days of Noah was filled with homosexuality. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, and one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, one shall be taken, the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour. Your Lord doth come. You know, God makes it pretty clear in that portion of the scripture. He makes it clear in Genesis 6, 1 through 22. 
But as we look at the word of God, and you can write these scriptures down, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace. Pastor Vance found grace in the eyes of the Lord. We need to understand. We need to thank God for giving us understanding. Now notice with me, just a little while here on Hebrews. Hebrews. You know, if you uh, will go as quickly as we can without not filling in some facts, but God said in Hebrews 11 and verse 7, he said, By faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. This isn't in my notes, but notice what God told Noah. <clears throat> By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he condemned the world and become heir of the righteousness which is of faith. I'm going to make a statement, not going to get in scripture on it, but I'm, this is my conviction. you're a child of God you will want to see your family saved and the best way to see your family saved is to not remind them how bad they are but to live the life in front of them you know how you do that They won't do things in front of you that they know that you do not approve of. They may not come around as much. Don't have to cook as big a turkey that way. But if what I believe does not affect my household, I doubt it will take me to heaven. We've got to be consistent. We've got to be consistent with what we believe. And in so many ways, we can uh, throw in a little nugget. You know, when somebody says, 
Well, I tell you, I'm almost ready for the wedding. You're going to invite the Lord? What? You're going to invite the Lord? Every wedding I perform, I use this cliche, what God has joined together. Let no man put asunder. Now ask the same question. Is God invited? Is God invited in your house? In Genesis chapter 7, 1 through 12, we see that Noah entered into the ark seven days before the water of the floods come upon the earth. You know what seven, the number word seven means, don't you? Yeah. Noah did not experience a single bit of the judgment of God. And yet, I'm supposed to believe that I'm going through the first three and a half years of the tribulation. It's Noah and the ark. Is it not a type of Jesus Christ and the rapture? Who prepared the ark? Who had the blueprint? Why did Noah and his family, you know why he took his family in that ark? It's an example that we are to be missionaries, examples to our family. That don't make you a bad parent because you got lost children. You're only God tells us. Noah entered into the ark seven days before the waters of the flood came into the earth. And Noah did not experience a single bit of the judgment of God. The Lord shut them up in the ark, shielded them from the judgment of the wicked. Do you realize that there are those out there this morning that would come in and burn this church down if they could? Simply because I preach the gospel. He said, oh, it won't ever happen. It's already happening. We need to understand what God said and what God believes. And we'll get into why I believe that the rapture is right upon us. This, this stuff is too good just to pass over. If you, if you meditate on it a week or so, then prepare for the scriptures that says, look up your redemption, draw nigh. Genesis chapter 7. You know, God says, and we won't read all 12 of these verses, but that we got marked down and studied but he said, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house unto the ark, 
For thee have I seen righteous before me in the generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by seven, the male and his female, and of the beast, and are not clean by two, the male and the female. We, but there's a promise. The earth is coming back. The waters is going to exceed. But what happened? God took all the evil and destroyed it. And what happened? It came back. It came back. Put me in mind of some revivals. When you have five, six, seven people come down the aisle, rededicate their life. That happened on Tuesday. Revival goes until Sunday and you don't see them no more. When God deals with you, it's not a temporary dealing. It's because we have refused to let the Spirit of God guide us. It's not what the pastor says. It's not what your mom and dad and grandpa and everybody says. But do you know what God says? This is God's word. Do you know what God said? We need to look at Scripture and let Scripture talk to us because that is what will be our judge. And we can know what is going to cost us if we don't turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now in Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. There's one verse I want, want to read here. It says. For I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore the sons of Jacob are not consumed. God said he's not changed. So you go back in the Old Testament. And you see. As people always ask me. When they said. You have a problem with the. Homosexuals, don't you? I said, I don't have the problem with homosexuals. God has a problem with them. Well, what do you think we ought to do? I believe the Bible gives us the answer. Well, I think you're wrong. You've got every right that this United States Constitution gives you to not agree with me. But are you agreeing with God? Are you agreeing with God? So he said here in Malachi 36, For I am the Lord, I change not, therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers ye have drawn away from my ordinance and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you. That's a nice way to say repent. Repent. Oh, I'm gone too far. As long as there's life in you, ask God to forgive you. Quit taking up for sinners in your own family, in your church, in your neighbors. 
You ain't helping them when you pat them on the back and say, I understand. You understand why? That a person was grew up in church, came from a godly family, and now they're all stressed out on everything. You understand that? Man, you got more understanding than God's given me. When you turn your back on God, you sign your own death sentence. Notice with me in the book of James. Book of James, chapter 1, verse 17. God said, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and come down from the Father of lights, with which is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. The greatest gift we can get is forgiveness from the Almighty God. And that's not for you getting in front of somebody and crying and shaking and all that, and if you do that, it's fine, you know. We ought to cry at the, what the devil has done to this nation and we sit back and let it happen. I believe some of the problem is at the voting booth. I'm a Republican. I don't know what you are, but there are some Republicans I wouldn't vote for. I'm a Baptist, independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Baptist. There are some fundamental Baptist churches I won't associate with. Why? Because they have stopped preaching the truth for numbers. Not what I say or what some other preacher says. It's what thus saith the Lord. Hebrews 13. Probably won't get into the message this morning, but we'll get there. Right on time when the right people is here that need it and God opens up their heart and changes their life. That's what the word of God can do. Hebrews 13 and verse 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. You think Christ has changed because the world has gone nuts? He don't care what you call yourself. If you don't follow Jesus Christ, you're wrong. And we got the instruction book. This may make you pray for me more. I feel sorry for me more. But if I buy something that I've got put together, I don't know why they put those extra parts in there. Because I always have two of the extra parts. 
There are no extra parts in here. Every word of God is precious, holy, and is for our learning. We can count on the character of God and the lack of verbalness to know that his judgment is always just and that it is unchanging. I told a man a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to him, he said, do you know how much money I've got? I said, no. Unless you're going to give me a part of it, I really don't care. You know, he sort of grinned, I grinned. But he said, whatever kind of trouble I get in, I just buy my way out. Let me, I like to be there when you buy yourself out of hell. You ain't going to buy yourself out of hell. And let me tell you something else, church. You go out here and do something you shouldn't do. You know you shouldn't do it. You come before the church and ask the church to forgive you. You go right out and do it again. <laughs> the church ain't going to, the prayers ain't going to do nothing for you until God takes care of it himself. And a lot of people don't believe that, but it's in the Bible. It's not important what you think. It's important what does God think. I mean, when you talk to people in the hospital, as I do, I'm talking about the visitors of the one in the hospital, and you get talking to them, and, you know, and you ask some simple questions, and they can't answer them. They won't answer them because they've never heard of that question. Well, in Luke 17, 28 through 32, Jesus used the days of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah as an added picture for us to look to. See, Sodom and Gomorrah were in the same state that the world was in the day of Noah, were evil abound. You can check that out in Genesis 18, 16 through 33. God revealed the plan that he has to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for their sin. Abraham knew that Lot was still there. If you're a saved parent and you know that the Lord is on his way and you've got children still out in the world, it'll tear your heart out. Because there's nothing you can do except pray, pray, and pray and make sure that your lifestyle is what you want for your children. See, now, now that's the problem. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I, I've just took the icing off of this cake. The icing is the good stuff. Take the icing off. Get down into the chink. They want their children to be something they're not. 
won't happen. Unless God shows mercy. Unless God shows mercy. Back in Genesis 18. Genesis 18. Notice with me, please. Genesis 18, verse 23. Through 25, and Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Preadventure, there be 50 righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the 50 righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from me, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Now, I want to make a point. Those people who believe in a mid-trib And it's going to be bad in that, mid, in that first three and a half years. You're telling me that God's going to put the saved people as well as the lost people, let them go through that? <laughs> I ain't no Bible scholar, but I know one thing, what God said. He said he has not appointed his children to wrath. And three and a half years of wrath being poured out on the first three and a half years in the tribulation, and if I had to go through with it, then God lied to me. And God don't lie. If that rapture happens this afternoon, there will be no Facebook. Again. Will thou destroy the righteous with the wicked? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous. God's not going to let that happen. Righteousness is based on the spiritual relationship that someone has with the Lord. Listen to me. Not. It don't make you righteous because you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't chew, and you don't have any friends that do. That don't make you a Christian. That don't make you righteous. Because if it did, then your salvation is part of works. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think Christians don't do any of that. <laughs> We'll mark one mark for the bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. One must be born again. When an individual is born again, they become a child of God. 
You don't become a child of God when you go into the water. You don't become a child of God when your marriage is on the rocks and you say, I'll quit drinking, I'll quit doping, I'll quit doing this, I'll quit doing that. You become a child of God when God grants you repentance, grants you faith. And there's a little front door you've got to go through. That front door is called a new birth. Because you can't repent until God does the work on you. See, repentance is a change of mind. Change of heart, change of feet. The feet represent your lifestyle. Now, that's why I don't do a lot of things that other Christians do, not because I'm better than they are. They may be better Christians than I am. But that, James said, he that knoweth to do good and doeth not to him is sin. And when God's word is plainly says, Steve, don't do this, And Steve looks at me and says, but I know a lot of good Christians who do that. Oh, I do too. The question is good for what? They're not good for the bride. One must be born again, and when an individual is born again, they become a child of God. Romans 8, verse 14. God says this, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You know what the spirit does? It teaches you. Remember what Jesus said? He said, it is expedient that I go away. Because if I go away, if I don't go away, I won't send the spirit. But when the Spirit comes, He will teach you, lead you, guide you, direct you in all truth. I know what I know because the Spirit, my teacher, lives in me. And He knows truth and error. He can separate it. He doesn't care what my mommy did and my daddy did and my best friend did. He wants to teach me what Jesus Christ did for me. And so that is what he does. That's what he does. He teaches us. See, verse 16 here in Romans 8 said, The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. See, you you may fool the preacher, you may fool the... The church, you may fool your husband, you may fool your wife, you may fool everybody, but you can't fool the Spirit of God. And if you're just playing, pretending that you're a child of God, that's why you, you just really, I want to jump in, but I'm not sure I can hold out. Good news, you can't. 
God keeps me. Tony don't keep Tony. God keeps me. And when I get out of line, what is the most important thing to you, Brother Vance? That's me and the Spirit talking. I said, I want to be ready when he says, come up yonder. I want to be ready. 